0: Hello and welcome to One in Four, talking mental health with Abby Lacey and friends. In this series, I'll be chatting to friends about their mental health, how they cope, their support systems, advice they've learnt and advice they'd like to pass on. Today on One in Four, as a little Christmas special, we have got one of our previous guests rejoining us. Jason McMahon joined us back in May and he was one of the first guests on the podcast talking about his mental health journey. Lots has happened for Jason since then and I thought having him back on now was really appropriate as you will soon find out. Hi Jason, welcome back. How are you today? And as always, how are you really?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, um, I remember that from the last time we spoke and it is a really poignant question because we all say the feel we're okay um, and I feel I'm in a really good place but even just now with that question you start thinking actually need to do more exercise, need to get out more, need to connect more. Um, financially, things are stable enough, yeah, especially as we're coming into Christmas um, and it's my son's birthday um, next week but Actually, is a positive place where I actually am compared to where I was after the, the first podcast. I'm in a much better place and really stable, really positive about, uh, about the future. And a lot of that is just a reflection from recording your first po- podcast. Um, so to be honest, that really helped me in understand where I was because we all think we're doing OK. But sometimes we need those moments in reflection just to understand truly where we are. Yeah. Um, and recording your first, first podcast and listening back I, made me realise I was saying the right things. Um, but I wasn't probably doing the right things or in the right place as well. So that really helped me just to uh, put some more structure and routine and go back into um, a more positive place. So um, thank you.
0: It's absolute pleasure, uh, really, absolute pleasure. Um, so just as a recap, uh, you had left your jo- so we recorded in May. You'd left your job. To pursue your own business support in mind but obviously lockdown had hit and hit with an absolute punch so you had been re-employed by the charity you were working for so that you could be furloughed and during our um, podcast recording we talked a lot about the Samaritans and so then what happened?
1: Yes that was a a really um, incredible experience for me to be honest just to to, to actually to share people's experience or lived experiences or own experiences um, on a local level is one thing then to sort of um, have an opportunity maybe to share it on a more wider global um, platform. So with with the recording of the podcast, I'd share it. And and because I talk about reaching out to Samaritans in my previous story, I tagged it on Twitter. Um, mm. Samaritans, they, they sort of liked and shared it. Um, well, they didn't actually share it. They said they were going to share it, but then they got back in touch. Um and said, actually, you know, we're really touched by your story. We have our Christmas appeals and campaigns coming up. Would you would you think about, consider um, supporting one of our appeals or campaigns? Um, which was a big decision for me because, um, obviously, it's not, mental health just doesn't affect us. It, it affects everybody around us and it has those knock-on effects. And, obviously, I've been in a journey of recovery for seven and eight years. And in that time, my son's grown up to be almost, um, you know, 12 years of age. So I've got everything else to consider. So that was a real um, life changing moment in, in family, in understanding about our, our family um, and how we've gone through our challenges. Um, so we agreed as a family that it would be a really positive thing for me. It's something that I really, really wanted to do because I know the benefits of having shared lived experiences, how it helps other people recognise where they are in life, and maybe those around them to, to reach out for support, whether it's just a shoulder, shoulder support, reach out to a peer group support, um, or actually pick up the phone um, to someone like Samaritans. So we had that conversation, and um, I ended up having um, a few months later Um, a film and production crew of about 10 people around my little flat and at the local rugby club for 12 and a half hours to film and photograph for their Christmas appeal, which is just being launched as as we record this. So um, it turned into quite an amazing um, follow-on just from recording your podcast. Um, So...
0: What was really funny was you posted on Facebook, um, I think, when was it? Was it September, October? Yeah, when,
1: it probably yeah. was September, actually. Have your
0: Christmas decorations up and saying yeah. more to follow. And it was like, what is he doing?
1: <laughs> exactly. And and this is one of the things, and it was a very much a family conversation as well. Um, even thoughts of, you know, should we talk to the school? Should we talk to anything else as well? Because obviously it's, it's interacting and, and highlighting a very personal family story um so I decided just to sort of slowly drip feed some some information mm. out there because not everybody knows my story even my closest friends you know especially the ones that I maybe reached out to 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 come along for some of the videoing at the, at the rugby club you know the lifelong friends that didn't actually know the struggles that I'd gone through so um oh, I posted up but he got so much traction I, I ended up taking it down fairly quickly because oh, it, did you? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was turning into has he gone mad sort of thing or you know, reaching out to to other people, so um, I took it down, but it was a very much a teaser. Um, and then, a very kindly I, at the shoot as well, um, a world uh, class um, photographer had come along for the day and take, took some amazing photos. And I've been slowly drip feeding some of those because I got full access to the photos. So oh, that,
0: fantastic!
1: You know, so yeah, so it was, a, it was, um, yeah, it was an experience to to on the journey. But that first moment of um, having my Christmas tree decorations up. Um, in September and then I had to take them all down overnight because I had my son coming round in the morning and that would have caused all sorts of conversations. So that would
0: have been a bit confusing, wouldn't it? It
1: would. It <laughs> would. As they say, Christmas come early to a t you know, to an eleven year old boy, he probably yeah.
0: So uh, how's, how does it feel being famous and being a poster boy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, to be honest, it, it's out there. Um, and this is one of the things, And you know, with, with everything, when you talk about personal experience and lived experience, having worked for a home support charity as well, um, it is very much once it's out there, it's out there. And I remember mm. having a conversation with my CEO of the charity when I started to do more public speaking or more storytelling around my own. You know, he he was very caring for me and, you know, was very advising that once it's out there, it's out there um, and you will lose a little bit of you every time. Um, And obviously, with your story, depending on the graphic of the detail of stuff, um, you've got to be careful of your own being as well as
0: your
1: family. So, yeah, so. Yeah, it's, we've, we've received, we received the Christmas pack through the door um, the other day, which was quite, because my, my, my face is on the, the envelope that it actually arrives in, and then the story's inside, and, you know, there is a picture of my son giving me a big hug, but it's obviously mm. a reverse from, from behind, so you can't actually identify anybody. Um, but for me, it just made me smile, because we because t- there is a video to support it. It's just They were here for 12 and a half hours, 10 people wow. in my little flat with face masks on, in all sorts of cubby holes and stuff, and I've got a small flat. Um, and um, for 60 second clip and um, I think it's about one, one, one minute 45 clip but it just talks very briefly about my journey how we, we probably will all struggle at some point over Christmas and lockdown in some way but some people struggle struggle more um, and for me that those years ago when I reached out for support to the Samaritans it was a day after I'd taken action to end my life and mm. I'd sort of gone through experiences now where I know by sharing it will save someone else. And Absolutely. the fact that it is going to get hopefully um, some traction and some, you know, more, more coverage across the UK, then it just made me smile knowing that although I may not know whoever may be or whoever's out there struggling, it might help someone else reach out for support. I absolutely think it will do. It, it, you know? it, and The other thing as well is that really importantly in these times of lockdown, um, there is less and less money being supported or donated to amazing charities, both local, national, whatever charities. And it is a Christmas appeal. So it is designed to attract funds to help them do what they do, to do everything they need to do. So that when that one person is needing to pick up the phone, there's someone there with professional support and empathy and sympathy you know, and all ways to, to help someone not to take those next steps or actions so it is a Christmas bill to raise funds but on the on the flip side it's a very lived experiences to to make people know that we all struggle and it's okay to reach out for support.
0: So as well as obviously your work with the Samaritans which is just unbelievably brilliant um, what else has been happening since May um, work-wise and everything else and what's been going on with support in mind because obviously it's been a weird old year to say the least um, and so you know things have probably taken off and stopped very very quickly in their tracks so what's what have you been up to
1: yeah so i I wouldn't even say they took off to be honest but you know um lockdown happened just as i went you know to start up supporting mind in a full-time basis and very very kindly the the charity took me back on board and furloughed me but that was only until the end of july um Mm. obviously when things change and and those companies had to start paying um, costs um then they they let me go but i'm still incredibly grateful for the support they've given me without that you know i was really financially struggling so I, I would you know totally gratitude to them but then yeah it ended um and having worked for a support chat and you know that a lot of people that we help and struggle it's always about that financial stability of that gap between being in crisis to receiving potential support i applied for for benefits Um, and thought, okay, well, I'm applying for benefits. I'll be okay to pay my next month's rent and um, pay pay cost of living. Um, And when my benefits universal credit uh, report came through, it was zero. Um, So I had no money at all in my bank account. I had cost of living and rent to pay. Mm. Um, So I didn't realize that universal credit actually looks back six weeks or so, so that it saw money that I had received rather than that money was no longer there you know because it was due to be expired because of cost of living yeah um so I then decided to sell um, some rugby memorabilia as you know I'm a massive rugby fan mm. and once upon a time in life I did earn quite a lot of money and I spent a lot of money on shirts and frames and pictures and all sorts of things so I decided to sell some stuff um so I posted a few of my signed rugby shirts on eBay although you know they don't get the money that they used to get um, and then I decided, just because my own business head kicked in, um, to post something on LinkedIn, say that I'm selling these items to try and raise funds to, you know, to regenerate and start my business again, you know, support in mind and, and really invest some money back into that so that I've yeah. got a sustainable income. So I posted on that. And this is, again, of connections and how we can all sort of help others and share just by a simple connection. But one of my friends from the rugby club who works at media Media um, liked it. Um, and it got picked up um, by the boss, uh, the CEO of Virgin Media, Jeff Dodds. Mm. Um, and he reached out and he said on LinkedIn um, and just said, well, could we do an amazing thing here and help you by building your shirt? And then we could auction it to support their charity. Mm. Um, and so we ended up having a conversation. And um, he he the next day said to me, you know, what what are you doing tomorrow? Because I was saying, but hey, is there anything I think we do to to support maybe staff and share a story just to help the promotion of you? Then auctioning the shop support uh, shirt for your support charity. Mm. And um, he he said, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, not not funny enough. And he said, do you want to join me on a podcast? Brilliant. So he actually records a podcast uh, for his staff on a regular basis to talk about, you know mental well-being and the things that are going on in the business and all sorts of things but it really took me back and I was really impressed by such a caring high-level um of a Mm. global organization that cares really um openly and honestly about his staff so he invited me on and we recorded another podcast following the one that I did for yourself um, but we talked a lot more graphically he was a rugby guy he knows that there's a you know within rugby there's a very much a, a, an old school drinking culture yeah and obviously part of my problems which escalated where I was in life is that my drinking habits became far worse to a point where um you know it was to a point where I was tipping me over from being in crisis to to actually having thoughts and actions of suicide or you know um, places so mm. we talk very graphically and openly but he very kindly shared that with his employees. I had some feedback from his employees that um, had reached out since. Um, and although I'd done it on a voluntary basis, they said it had been received so well, they actually t- decided to pay me some money to support, go back into Supporting Mind again. So it was a double bonus. Not only did they buy my shirt, um, but they paid me for the podcast recording as well, which was fantastic. a really fantastic thing for me because it was such an important time in life that I had no money. Yeah, and then I was able to feel, actually, I can pay my rent. I've got some money from food. I can get through things, and things can work out. So, so that was a really important thing for me, just even just a knock-on effect from um, recording your podcast to then mm. having the confidence to record another podcast. Um, and I guess having that sort of mindset of having done it once, I was more comfortable in, in doing the next. Mm. Um, and that's led on to wider, greater opportunities now. we're obviously with working with Samaritans on a voluntary basis. The, the business sort of podcast recordings um, has really allowed me to, to move forward. And then on that sign side as the the shirt that I'd actually posted on LinkedIn, um, another charity had contacted me, which is a home support charity based out of London um, that, got, um, that was run by students from Oxford University and set up this charity a few years ago. Um, that they were looking for a head of business development and they recognised we'd known of each other, we'd spoken previously over the years. Yeah. And they said would you like to come and work for us part-time two days a week so very quickly it had gone from being in financial crisis and unknowing to actually i've been gifted some money through a donation of um, the shirt sale and given some money from my recording of the podcast now potentially being offered two days a week um work and that really took me on my next step um of really having more impetus to to get supporting mine back out there again deliver more training but then have What's really important to someone that's actually been in a place where they took actions to end their life is that I very quickly realised I've lost any hope or purpose.
0: Mm. and
1: I know by having hope and purpose again, it really does allow me to fulfil my, my opportunity in life, um, yeah. as well as everything else and the family and my son and, and life. But just by knowing by each day they're getting up and you've got a purpose in life to do and to change and to help, um, very much what we all do around, and what the work that you do with, with Mental mental mates or in Reading as well. But it's an incredible thing to wake up and actually know that you've got a purpose for the day, um, yeah. and that's what that gave me. So um, that's. Really and I think actually, I,
0: I know I take it for granted. You know, having a full because I have a full time job, as you know, as well as doing this. But I think you, I think a lot of people probably would take it for granted that you know, well, I'm comfortable. I have a job, particularly this year, um, and. You know to take a step back and to go okay i'm up today and i've got stuff to do amazing
1: yeah it's it's one of these things that even when i recorded your podcast i listened back i wasn't getting up with anything to do and i was feeling although i was saying all the good things and the positive things about what we should be doing i wasn't Mm -hmm. and even by just building in that routine and, you, you know, pe- there is going to be sadly a lot of people that are in the unknowing of whether they're going to have their jobs or maybe going through redundancies at this moment in time or have sadly lost their jobs. And my my thing is that if we can just get up and make sure that we do something straight away yeah, um, so that we, we don't feel that, you know, two hours later or three hours later, we haven't actually done anything and we end up, you know, staying where we were to build in some form of routine and some form of structure, whatever that is, and whatever it looks like, but just to do something. Importantly, it's all very well having it in place and saying we're doing it. It's the discipline to do it and realising, recognising that when we're actually not doing those things, actually is it affecting our own place, our own care, um, and recognising that if it's not, then actually, yes, we're not doing the things that we said we're going to do. We need to get up. We need to do something. We need to do some self-care for me, just to get out and do some exercise.
0: Yeah, um, I could, I absolutely, I know I say it all the time, but I absolutely couldn't agree more about routine and self-care. It was self-care week recently, and um, there's so much going on the internet, there's so much on Instagram, but I think just having a routine in itself is self-care, and whether you're working or not, and particularly for, for this time at the moment where people are at home, whether they're working from home or just at home, to... Actually, get up and do something to start kickstart your day rather than you know, you could just lounge around quite easily, but it is just making sure that you do it. It's so important for you for your self care, isn't it?
1: It it is very much, and even those that are potentially working from home, it's that whole working from home and having a family environment over your shoulder in the next room in the same household can be very, very challenging as well. Mm. And just by having those structures and routines. In the workplace, if it's at your desk and you've got your family life over your shoulder or your cat on your lap or or other things going on, it's very easy just to to sort of lose that focus um, and just being able to have that discipline. Even, you know, from from my point of view, when I looked at things, if people are working from home, it's very easy just to stay at home to live your home life and Mm -hmm. work life and not actually walk out the front door. Yeah. Um, and it's really important that we have that human connectivity. Um, and even just by getting out, getting some fresh air, a little walk, seeing other people, although from a distance across a park, across the other side of the street, it just gives you that human contact that exactly. you don't get by sitting at your desk all day. So that's something I'd really hope people, especially if they're living alone, you know, mm. I live alone. Um, even even you know, There was a great scheme from one of the, the local um, pubs that advertised a workstation, for three hours you can have t- for 10 pounds i think it was or a little bit more you can have teas coffees and a sandwich but you get up and you can you know connect oh, that's on, brilliant on that. you know the restrictions probably don't allow that at the moment but just by having a different change of scene getting up sharing some workspace with someone else and
0: yeah. the kind of
1: restrictions but it just gives you the human contact mm. i don't think people realize how important it is especially if you live alone um, just to have that
0: So, Jason, what does the new year hold for you um, with support in mind and with work and everything else?
1: Well, I guess I haven't really looked forward to the new year. I think Mm. um, we all have to take it day by day as well. And and for me especially, um, having gone through the experiences that I, I was just thinking since the last time we spoke about all the things, both negative, positive, the highs and the lows that I really need to look at tomorrow and today. Yeah. Um, and just manage those and just make sure that for me because you know we all can be in a really good positive place one day and and then circumstances and just uh, just our way of what we are and the things around us may took us take us down a few steps or mm-hmm. and we just need to make sure that we're balanced every day or as close to being as balanced as possible and just to, to recognize where we are um about managing you mentioned earlier about managing our own self-care for me, um, I guess looking forward to next year, I hope supporting mine is a full-time sustainable job. Um, but then again, I'm working for an incredible charity and that might turn around that I'm doing more incredible work for them and supporting mine is on the side of that.
0: Yeah.
1: It will be what it will be, but yeah. as long as I'm feeling purpose and, and something out of the day each day and I've got a sustainable income, I will take that um, full-heartedly um, mm. and you know, live the journey that we're all going on. Um, To try and take the positives out from everything that we can see or do, um, and try and sort of, in a way, pay it forward as well. So, uh, even last last night, I went to collect something, and someone was going for a job interview the next day, and not only just met them, but they gave me an incredible experience of what type of person they actually were, and I knew the people that they could be potentially working for. So, Mm. just by by understanding that, you know, other people are on their own journeys and how we could probably help and support others as well is, is a nice thing just to pay it forward as well. Because that's happened to me in my life with just living in a close circle of friends in my little close of 13 houses. Some of the neighbours reached out to me and, you know, even coming out of lockdown, I, I hadn't really gone out for a walk. And this was just after the time we'd, we'd recorded the, the first podcast and lockdown mm. sort of restrictions allowed. And we went out for a long walk and we chatted and it was a really nice experience for me, which lifted me. And then another neighbor, very kindly as a personal trainer, knew that I'd talk and then listen to our podcast. Oh, brilliant. Just, yeah, we listened to our exercise and we listened to the. And he knew that I wasn't really being as fully on as exercising as potentially I should be. Um, so he very kindly gave me free classes, places to his personal training sessions. And and that really got me out of the house. It brought me into an environment of a small group of other people. Um mm which just from that social connection was just as bonus as doing the exercises as well. So, so there are other things that we can do to help others. And that's a really important thing because we might not get the immediate benefit from it, but boy, it makes us feel more purpose, more and more positive in our way. But then again, I, I, am a big believer that, you know, good happens, good things happen to good people as well. So whatever we're going through, there's always that light. And if it's next week, next year, um just just remain positive and do what we can to help others
0: brilliant jason thank you so much for coming back on it's been lovely to chat again and have a wonderful christmas and um whatever happens next year i hope it's all absolutely marvellous for you
1: and to you and i wish you all the best christmas and wish you happy new year as well
0: you've been listening to one in four talking mental health with Abby Lacey and friends. Please remember one in four is not intended to take the place of professionals. If you need help, there is a number of services available to talk to in the show notes on
1: SoundCloud.